Hello, and thanks for joining us for the Series 2 opener of Barely Contained, the podcast that sifts through the detritus of the very worst of the UK's online celebrity journalism. I'm Matt Withers, and as ever, I'm joined by Chris Beckett to cast our eyes over some absolute pearls of showbiz repertoire, including Janet Street Porter and the mystery of who licked Daniel Craig's plate, Instababe Daphne Joy rocking the liquid metal look, why Meghan Markle's car could be a sign of an imminent constitutional crisis, parental advice from Danny Dyer, and Coronation Street's Bill Roach spending three hours on the toilet. Let's go. That's right, welcome back to Barely Contained. This is the first episode of the second series. Very much the second series, not the second season. It's a, it's a British podcast. Ooh. Yes, you know, that's right. And that's the uh, the booing of Chris Beckett there. Hello. How have you been, Chris? I can't complain. Well, actually, I can, but I'm going to save it. Okay. Well, tell you what, I'll give you some stuff to complain about, and that's some really, really poor examples of online showbiz. Oh yes. Going to start with a story by Jenny Desperate in the uh, the Mirror online, as I like to remind people, Hugh Cudlip's journal. Quite the headline here. Janet Street Porter swears on live TV before mm. admitting her goddaughter licked a plate used by Daniel Craig in bizarre anecdote. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of work going into there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's crack on. Janet Street Porter swore before telling the story of a raucous birthday party where she licked a plate that Daniel Craig used in a bizarre moment on Loose Women. Hang on, hang on. The headline said it was her goddaughter. We'll, hey, hey, we'll come back to this. She's shifting the goalposts we'll already, back. Matt. I know, we'll come back to this. The journalist... <laughs> All right. ...told her bizarre story to panellists Kay Adams, Stacey Solomon and Anne Diamond as the group discussed ageing and their feelings on it. Mm, not good, I would imagine. Janet then launched into an anecdote about her 70th birthday party, but accidentally dropped a P-bomb when telling her story. A P-bomb? I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, she did hang around with Marianne Faithful in the 1960s, <laughs> so it could mean, like, one of any number of it, things. The mind boggles. <laughs> she said, do you, do you want the voice? Go on. She said, <laughs> I don't feel anything about ageing at all. I had great parties when I was 50, when I was 60, and when I was 70. I'll drop the voice. Can you do it in the voice, please? <laughs> but the, she went on. But the actual date itself doesn't really make much difference. When I was 70, I was going to be out of the country, so I had a party in the summer in Scotland, and we were going fishing in the day, then having a piss-up at night. Mm. There's your your P-bomb. Oh, yeah. She realised her mistake almost instantly, and put her hand to her mouth, apologising as other panellists gasped in disbelief. Yeah, way to throw her under the bus. Can't (laughs) they just, like, carry on? The other women started laughing as Janet corrected her words to mean a party as she berated herself for speaking in a way that would get her told off. I hope it was done more snappily than that <laughs> sentence. Well, I, I, um, I studied language at university and sometimes I would get told off for putting in an essay with a, a line so grammatically perfect as to be unnatural and obvious that I'd lift it from some kind of uh, academic tome. 
Anne joked her swearing was with the confidence of age, but Janet protested while giggling, saying she didn't mean to use the bad word. The P-bomb, the bad <laughs> words. There's worse. It really are. But then she tried to swerve the blunder by telling a story about something which happened at her 50th. Johnny Rotten came along and insulted people. About those bloody <sighs> adverts. <laughs> uh, well, at her 60th, Daniel Craig stayed with her friend and became a late invitee to her birthday shindig. She said, I was serving up the Irish stew. Mm. The uh, Irish stew in the name of the law. She keeps on swearing oh, on TV yeah. like this, eh? Um, Clap it, her in irons. It, I mean, it won't be, obviously, because um, Ofcom don't have criminal justice, justice yeah. powers. Um, I made for the main course, and my goddaughter, who was a waitress, was the only one who spotted Daniel Craig in the gloom of the village hall which only had one plug for the lighting. What was he doing? Was he trying to charge his phone? <laughs> well, maybe, you know, it seems unlikely that the party was held in, like, Ember Hox's Albania or something. He was just trying to get into some sort of method vibe, so he thought, I'd just go into this <laughs> darkened barn and brood. He was chucked away down the end of the table, and she took his plate and went in the kitchen, the scullery of the village hall. That's a word you don't hear enough these days in, yeah. in tabloid papers, is it? And she went, is that Daniel Craig? And she licked his plate. So I turn back to earlier in the article, Chris. Mm. The uh, headline says her goddaughter licked a plate. The intro said that she licked a plate. So who licked the plate? Who licked the plate, Janet? I, yes, I think this needs to be answered. I, I mean, does she have a goddaughter? Probably, probably not, to you be honest. Know, she probably has. I mean, let's face it, like, probably Elton John's. Yeah. <laughs> has, he, has he got a do- I don't. I don't know. Um, the girls thought the whole discussion was hilarious, but fans couldn't help but pick up on Janet's awkward blunder. Mm. And it's at this point that, you know, regular was expect there to be free tweets from people saying things about yeah. it. How many are there? There's none. Just, oh. as, <laughs> just as Loose Women airs weekdays from 12.30pm on ITV. So um, there's no evidence whatsoever that fans picked up on it. Uh, Chris, I believe you have a story about... Daphne Joy. Now, I don't know this Ms. Joy, but I'm guessing some kind of wholesome CBeebies presenter. Well, hold on to your hats. <laughs> this is from the Daily Star. Daphne Joy puts sinfully slashed swimwear through its paces with bulging assets. Daphne Joy is the definition of a modern-day pinup. The curvaceous beauty is one of social media's hottest stars, with the official Daphne Joy Instagram page being the ultimate hub of hotness. The ultimate hub of hotness? The ultimate hub of hotness. The hot point. The ultimate hub <laughs> of hotness. Yeah. Not the hot point. <laughs> Daphne was first catapulted into the spotlight when she dated Inder Club rapper and Eminem's bestie, 50 Cent, 42. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a, a nice juxtaposition there. It makes it sound like the Americans once had um, pre-decimal currency. Yeah. Like, how much is that, a uh, 50 cent, 42? Do you think they refer to themselves as besties, Eminem oh. and uh, the rapper 50 cents? That is definitely the sort of language that they would employ amongst themselves. 
The pair, not uh, 50 and Eminem, share an adorable five-year-old son who she regularly shares cute snaps of. Much like this uh, journalist oversharing the use of share. Liking her musical men, she later enjoyed a brief romance with R&B crooner Jason Derulo, 28. Crooner. Like <laughs> an archer. <laughs> very much from the Tony Bennett school. <laughs> Since splitting from her famous boyfs, the 31-year-old model has firmly gained a name in her own right. Yeah, I mean, she uh, didn't have a name before. I think, I'm looking at it, she was woman number 47591AX4B. <laughs> that, uh, that was her Twitter handle. <laughs> The stunning star boasts a whopping 1.2 million Instagram followers, and it's easy to see why with her stunning snaps. And she certainly didn't disappoint with her latest string of shots. Now, I don't know about you, Matt, but I yearn for the day where I feel a little bit let down by some of these pictures. It's never the case, is it? It's always a stunning set. They, it's, there's never, they never disappoint. They certainly set tongs a-wagging. Rocking the liquid metal trains, <laughs> Daphne looks sensational in the eye-catching swimwear. Oh, now we really need to unpack this, as they say. Um, I, I mean, I don't know about you. When I think of uh, liquid metal, I think of uh, you mean more advanced than you are. Yes, a mimetic poly alloy. What the hell does that mean? Liquid metal. And as people will know, that is a conversation between John Connor and the Terminator in the 1991 film Terminator 2, Judgment Day, and refers to the T-1000. Yeah, as played very memorably by uh, Robert Patrick. I yes. Believe. He's gone a bit quiet of late, hasn't he? He's, he has been a bit. But, um, but yeah, rather than uh, using uh, his liquid metal capabilities for, for kind of evil and trying to sort of change the, the whole space-time continuum... Um, he's titillating people on Instagram. Yeah, he's titillating people. Basically, uh, that uh, T-1000 was very much ahead of its time <laughs> in many ways, but also in the fashion stakes. The cutout Cosy showed off her sensational curves in all their glory as her colossal cleavage pushed the seams to the brink. <laughs> to the brink? It sounds like the verge of relocation. They've got to get Tony Poulos in. <laughs> what is this obsession with putting clothing under duress? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to kind of peer too far behind the, you know, the curtain of what we, we're bringing here. But one of the stories I rejected was about uh, another model who had almost decimated her bikini. <laughs> and also that literally means to chop it into ten. <laughs> Daphne looked every inch the insta-babe as she posed up a storm, not an actual phrase, with her hands behind pulling at her chocolate tresses. <laughs> yeah. Fans flock to comment on the blisteringly hot snap of the gorgeous gal. Would you like to uh, guess how many fans there were? Well, I mean, firstly, I just like, is it gal? G A L? G A L. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's kind of gone out of fashion since um, Jimmy Savile, didn't it? Because mm. people have gone off him a lot, haven't they, in recent years? <laughs> yes. yes, they have. Uh, I'm going to guess that there were three people who commented on it. Well, let's see if you're right. One follower praised, so gorgeous, while another continued, simply amazing. A third added, the essence of a goddess. Hmm. 
That's, that's actually quite poetic compared to the usual meaningless aphorisms, isn't it? They were uh, later recruited to work in advertising. <laughs> yeah. you know, doing the next Calvin Klein ad. <laughs> the essence of a goddess pulling at her chocolate dresses. <laughs> With a liquid metal. <laughs> right, Chris, I want to take you down a royal route. A literal royal route. By car. This is a story from Tom Davidson in the uh, Mirror Online. It's called How Meghan Markle's Wedding Rolls Royce Had an Unlikely Royal Connection. I'm intrigued. Meghan Markle's Wedding Rolls Royce was the same model that ferried US divorcee Wallace Simpson, who caused a severe constitutional crisis. Right, that's it. (laughs) Wedding's over. This whole thing is a jinx. I know. I'm just checking. It was written by Tom Davidson and not Sarah Vine. Um, (laughs) A Rolls-Royce Phantom 4 took the new Duchess of Sussex and her mum Doria Raglan to St George's Chapel for the stunning ceremony. It's the same vehicle which took Wallace Simpson to the funeral of her husband, the Duke of Windsor, in 1972. I can imagine this... You know, if anyone knows of any lawful impediment <laughs> to this marriage, mate, it's out there in the car park. <laughs> yeah. Both Megan and Missy Simpson are American divorcees. Although the 36-year-old's marriage into the royal family has not caused a crisis at the very highest <laughs> levels well, of government. That's <laughs> big, big a string to her bow. <laughs> a big mid-sentence shift in tone there, isn't there? In 1936, King Edward VIII, the Queen's uncle, made clear he intended to marry Mrs Simpson, something which Parliament would not approve. In 2018, Tom Davidson and Mirror Online went onto Wikipedia <laughs> and utilised the Control-C and Control-V options. I wonder if he donated. <laughs> yeah. He probably didn't. No, tell you what, you would not get that $5 for expenses yeah. these Jimmy days. Jimmy Wales is not going to be happy with him. Uh, And so he abdicated, reigning for just 326 days, one of the shortest in British history. His younger brother George VI, yada, 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 etc. and so on. Uh, History lesson over. Uh, Prince Harry's decision to marry former actress Meghan Markle, 80 years after his great-great-uncle got married in exile. (laughs) (laughs) As if this is in any way fucking relevant. It was all written in the tea leaves. (laughs) Has been been greeted with a lot less consternation. (laughs) Royal experts think the wedding could prove to be a turning point for the monarchy, with the Duchess of Sussex also mixed race and previously outspoken about her feminist views. Hang on, but what royal experts have we got? I mean, there is one guy, but he he just remains so tight-lipped, Chris. <laughs> he just likes to talk about it. Um, no, I'm only joking. Princess Diana's former butler, Paul Burrell, <laughs> has warned that Meghan will cause ripples in the royal pond. In an interview with Good Morning Britain, Burrell, who is unlikely to have spoken to a senior member of the royal family in the past quarter century, and thus his opinion is worth considerably less than that of Stavros Flatley, said that it was... No, I added that bit in. Said that it was Megan's... It scanned well. (laughs) It did work, didn't it? Said it was Megan's colourful past that could cause problems for some of the royals steeped in tradition. Mm. He said... She is all of the things that the royal family is frightened of. <laughs> okay. She's a, she's a spider. She's, she's, she's the living embodiment of fire. <laughs> no, he says she's mixed race. Mm-hmm. 
He's American. I mean, the royal family aren't afraid of Americans. That was, that was yeah, David Bowie. Like, yeah. <laughs> She's a divorcee. Well, mm. kind of like half of them are. That's, that's more of a sort of tutting <laughs> yeah. thing. And that is everything that we have to embrace to move forward. Boyle also said that Diana would have loved Meghan before adding there will be ripples in the royal pond. Yes, there will. And things will happen. But I think she's steady, she's solid, she's a good person to enter the royal family. Mate, you've never met her. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad he mentioned that if she was entering the royal family. For a minute there, I thought he was describing a, a new Burnley centre-half. <laughs> steady, solid... Commands the line well. And she's a good person to play alongside James Tarkowski. Yeah, good in the air. <laughs> oh, he... I won't Any more? I mean, there is, but I mean... He's a tawdry man, isn't he? <laughs> he is a tawdry, tawdry man. And Matt, following on there from the royal tale, we have a story about Love Islands. Now, I know you're going to be watching this. Yeah, Love Island. I mean, I think of it as the summer survival of the fittest. Hmm. <laughs> Very much. <laughs> Love Island 2018. EastEnders' Danny Dyer gives daughter his blessing to have sex on TV. Nice. Love Island 2018 contestant Danny Dyer. This is something I'm going to have to get in quite early doors. Danny Dyer's daughter is also called Danny, but Danny with an I. Yeah. Well, I mean, Danny with like a letter I, she's not like a cyclops. Yes, yeah, exactly. Well, they probably wouldn't put her on the show. (laughs) No. Love Island 2018 contestant Danny Dyer has revealed her EastEnders star dad, Danny, has given her permission to do the deed on the Rorchie ITV2 programme, but the 21-year-old barmaid has promised to behave herself. Danny Dyer would not say do the deed. Danny Dyer would say, have a bit of how's your father. (laughs) Give it away, love. (laughs) EastEnders actor Danny Dyer has given his daughter Danny his blessing to have sexual intercourse on national <laughs> television. <laughs> now, daughter... <laughs> we've got, a, we've got my, a conversation I'm here. I'm giving you my assent for you to have intercourse. <laughs> on ITV2. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, 21, claims her laid-back father is fine with her getting steamy on the ITV2 dating show Love Island, which returns on Monday. My dad has given his blessing to have sex, the barmaid said, but I'm not going to, though. Explaining why Danny, 40, has given her his his approval, she added, he said that because he doesn't want me to worry and wants to put me at ease. He is so laid back. (laughs) Now, Matt, I don't know about you, but... I've, I've thought many times in my life I've been on the cusp of a sexual adventure and I've imagined, would Danny Dyer approve of this? <laughs> and it, it's really, you know, it's really influenced my decision making. If I fall in love, he will cry too. He is like, whatever you've got to do, go and do it. <laughs> the aspiring actress also admitted her famous dad was not happy when she told him she planned to star in the new series. So not happy, but <laughs> happy with her... Engaging in intercourse. Yeah, I'm not happy with you doing it, but if you're doing it, just... Yeah, it's, yeah just it's, go for a hammer and tongs, love. It's go, red, red button it. It's go hard or go home <laughs> for the dyers. He wasn't overjoyed, but he said to me, I just want you to respect yourself, she told the mirror. 
<laughs> respect yourself. Go and have sex on ITV2 for your old dad. Respect yourself, it's one-on-one. <laughs> However, it was her grandmother who encouraged her to do Love Island. She said, I spoke to my nan and she said, go and have eight weeks in Mallorca. Go and enjoy yourself. My nan watches the show. She said, just be respectful. <laughs> Keep your socks on. <laughs> think, think of the Queen. <laughs> They're like the modern day Cray family. <laughs> I know everyone says they wouldn't, but I just don't think I would. She continued, if anyone has sex, I don't care. But my dad is in the industry and I have to respect the fact that anything that comes at me will also be coming at him. Oh! That's, a, that's an interesting turn of phrase. Just, just repeat that again. If anyone has sex, I don't care. But my dad is in the industry and I have to respect the fact that anything that comes at me will be also, also be coming at him. Oh, dear. Also on the red button. <laughs> Speaking ahead of her appearance on the show, she said... I'm looking for someone really genuine. In past relationships, I've had so many mind games going on and I want someone who bigs me up as much as I big them up. Going on a show where people are encouraged to have sex on camera is always a good place, I think, to look for a real (laughs) genuine partner. Yeah. I like paying compliments and I would like the same in return, she stated. When asked what her worst date was, she replied, my most disastrous date was when a boy told the waitress who my dad was. We were sitting there and he tapped the waitress on the shoulder and said, Do you know who her dad is? (laughs) She explained, This guy was really fit, a gorgeous rugby player. He told the waitress again when we walked out. That's when he saw the other side of me and I unfollowed him on Instagram. (laughs) Oh, it's the ultimate millennial punishment, isn't it? You can't can't do worse than that, being unfollowed. Oh, God. Going out for a date with this boy and all he keeps saying, oh, have you got any behind-the-scenes tales from Essex's most tasty boys free? Just tell me more about your dad. (laughs) Tell me. Love Island returns to ITV on June the 4th at 9pm. Oh, sadly, I think we'll probably end up coming back to it, won't we? I, I would imagine so. From uh, one tale of uh, young men and young women getting naked, maybe getting their uh, old chaps out, um, you have a tale of another old chap. Yes. <laughs> That's a really tenuous one. This I apologise. This is from uh, The Sun Online. Uh, and we'll close uh, our our opener of Series 2 with uh, I'm Zen Barlow. Coronation Street's Ken Barlow admits he meditates on the toilet for up to three hours at a time. Corrie legend Bill Roach has revealed he meditates on the toilet for up to three hours. The spiritual 86-year-old, who plays Ken Barlow in the ITV soap, also insisted he's going to live to 107. Well, why should we doubt him? It's incredibly specific, isn't it? It's also a very tricky finishing darts. Coronation Street's Ken Barlow, a.k.a. the actor Bill Roach. I think we've got it now. I think we get who yeah. these two people are and which is real and which isn't. Advises meditation as a way of putting all life's worries behind you. Explaining how quiet contemplation on the loo can beat stress, he said, meditation might sound complicated or alien. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. But it is a discipline. You find a place in your home where you won't be bothered. It might be the loo. 
If it's the loo... <laughs> it's the loo. If it's the loo, use it. Sit there and balance your breathing. Bill Roach, as a revealed, he got to a point where he could sit on the toilet for up to three hours at a time. I've got one word for Bill. Piles. Yeah, I've got, I've got something else I've found as well. I think about the waves on the seashore coming in and going out. You leave all your worldly goods outside. Mm-hmm. I go into a peaceful state. I feel wonderful. I got to a point where I could sit for three hours. <laughs> Until there's that knock on the door. Bill! <laughs> Bill, get out! Yeah, you were supposed to be back on set two and a half hours ago. <laughs> I need a wee. I also, uh, I remember a story uh, from our little break um, uh, from The Sun Online as well about uh, a, a chap in, uh, in China who uh, spent too long playing video games on his phone while on the loo uh, and his rectum fell out. Yeah. So that's something for Bill to remember. Uh, doctors told the unnamed Chinese victim that spending too much time sitting on the toilet can weaken the pelvic muscles. Um, so the headline in this story was I'm Zen Balu. Do you want to have a guess at what the uh, the name of this unfortunate Chinese gentleman playing the games was? Um, no. No. It's Splash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How sympathetic. <laughs> I quite like that, although uh, it does require one to be au fait with a, a video game released around about 2001. Yeah, it's a little bit uh, tenuous, but you know. Anyway, I think uh, that will wrap up our, our return. I think it's been. I think we've had a good one, Chris. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm very happy that we've come back. Yeah, I'm pumped up for our sophomore <laughs> season <laughs> series. Mm, yeah. Mm, so- yeah, whatever. Yeah, second series. Second thing. Uh, hey, so. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at barely underscore pod. And you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts on Android or wherever else. And uh, all things being well, and we don't take another unplanned lengthy break, we'll be back in a couple of weeks for episode two. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Matt. Bye. Bye.